Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Retrosonic Podcast. I'm Steve from Retroman Blog and you just heard the Solar Flares and uh, tonight I'm joined by my colleague rock photographer Paul Slattery. Good evening, evening Steve, how are you? 27 we've done. 27, I know, episode 27. 27, I remember when I thought 27 was a lot. I know, we thought we were going to pack it all in after the first episode, didn't we? Yeah. It's like those bands that say, you know, oh, we never thought we'd make it past our first single, but here I am 50 years later, playing stadiums and all that. You know? That's right, yeah, yeah. We're, well, uh, we're not, we, we don't do too many bands that play stadiums, really, do we? No, I think I get a bit freaked. When I went to the O2 Islington Academy, that was big enough for me, you know. I can't it's get, too big for me. No, I can't handle These it. These days, that's it, that's it. Yep. But Hope and Anchor's my style. That's about right, yep. Yeah. Hope and Anchor, Fiddler's Elbow. We're still down the front of these gigs at our age. That's right. They need to get a little seated area for us, yeah. don't they, really, you know? Yeah. Like there's two guys on the... You remember the, the Muppets, the two old guys in the in the Royal Box, the grumpy old kids <laughs> that used to sit there? Yeah, we are grumpy. <laughs> but I'm still a teenager in my head. Yeah, that's all that counts, isn't it? You know? <laughs> it is. Good. Well, it's good to see you, Paul. And um, we've been busy as usual since our last podcast, which is way back in February. So a lot's happened. Um, yeah, the weather's got better. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll bring a bit more sunshine into your lives. It's a great selection of music. Uh, as always, we get inundated by loads and loads of great, uh, great bands and uh, MP3s, albums, stuff. You know, sent through the letterbox. So um, sorry we can't play everything, but this is a little pick of some of the stuff that we've heard and. More importantly, some of the things that we've um, been to, some gigs that we've been to in the past couple of months, some events, and just some odd tracks that you know we pick up every now and again and we think, oh, that sounds good on the podcast. It's nice to dig into the vaults. Yeah. Well, I so say that was the Solar Flares, and um, we'll start off with a bit of good news, because we did say that we were retiring from doing gigs, didn't we, last year, but um, that... that they got our old mojo back, and then we've um, announced two more Retroman blog nights. So the first one is on the fifteenth um, of September with the Lem Price Three, and that's the launch party for their new album Kentish Long Tales. You have to be a bit careful when you say that. Um, and we were going to announce the gig and p- plug it on the podcast, but it's already sold out. So thanks to everybody for the great support. That's um, I really appreciate that because it's. Uh, as I said, we were a bit jaded about doing the gigs and um, it's great to see that there's still people that are interested to come along and see live music and support what we're doing and support the band. So thanks, that's, uh, that's going to be a good night. So sorry if you can't get tickets, um, but it's all sold out, so it's going to be a, a good night and uh, the new album by The Lem Price 3 is absolutely uh, fantastic. I think you're going to love it. Oh, it's excellent. There's some fantastic tracks. Mm. Oh, it's going to be a real, real. I think it's going to go down really well. This one, you know. It is, and Lem Price Three are, you know, one of the best live bands you can possibly see. Yeah, and hopefully um, those that are there to see them on the fifteenth of September are going oh, to be. It should be a great sure. gig. Yeah, I'm wait. sure it's going to be a, a small venue packed. Yeah, just what we like. Yeah, well, we are at the Water Rats. We've um, we're not at the Half Moon this year um, because I did pack it in for a while and then when I wanted to try and get the half moon I couldn't get space anymore so um, we're at the Water Rats in King's Cross um, for our next two Retroman blog nights and as I said that was uh, then Price 3 has been announced and the one after that is on October the 13th and I'm really excited because we've got the Solar Flares back together and um, that's really great news and that's Graham Day, Alan Crockford, Wolf Howard and Parsley and it's the four-piece lineup of the Solar Flares back for the first time. I haven't played since 2004. It's their first gig, so um, they're going to be... First um, gig in 13 years. I know, I'm glad... Yeah, my maths was very good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to well, be... Well, I hope it's going to be a lucky number for them. Well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> or for me. Yeah. 
So it'd be great to see them back together. And as I said, I'm really chuffed that we've got that um, on the go. And uh, we've got the Fallen Leaves, our favourites in support. And DJ um, Lee Grimshaw, who did a great job last year at one of my Retroman blog nights. So um, Lee's going to be DJing. And I said that's at the Water Rats in King's Cross on the 13th. So we hope to see you there. And so Paul, talking about Fallen Leaves, you've... um, you went to see them at the Hope and Anchor. I did. Back in um, back in May now, isn't it? Way back in May. Way back in May. Went to see the Fallen Leaves on May the 20th. Yeah. And it was a great night. Um, we had uh, Paul Osborne Supermix. And then we had um, a performance by the cult figures. Ooh, the cultish like cult figures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get them mixed up with Kentish long tail. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I was uh, I was very impressed with this band actually. Oh. They're excellent, excellent live band, and uh, actually can't wait to see them again. Yeah, I was aware. I missed that one. I was really disappointed because I know Lee McFadden was in the band. He was playing bass, wasn't he? He's yeah, band, you know he's always at all the Fallen Leaves. Um... That's right. Lee's a huge Fallen Leaves fan, and yeah. I, I thought it just turned up to. Uh, See the fallen leaves as per usual. He says, "Oh, actually, I'm playing bass tonight yeah. <laughs> in the cult figures." Yeah, I didn't know anything about the cult figures, but yeah. uh, they're a cult band. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah so they've got the right on. name, haven't yeah. they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must have been good to see Lee actually on the stage because he's normally there at the front. Isn't he? Yeah, he was very good too. Great bass player. Oh, actually. was he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Well, mm. I have to um, have to sort of um, get in touch with Lee and see if we've got any any records we can. Give them yeah. a spin on the next podcast. Definitely. Oh, excellent. Yeah, they were great. They were great. And, of course, Fallen Leaves were fantastic. Yeah, I know. Since Buddy yes. Ascot joined, they've been even better, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had my two friends, Rick and Wayne, from the United States. They came down and won the prize for the longest travelling uh, fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, and they had oh, a ball. Good, they, had a, they had a great yeah. night. It was it was a really good night, yeah. and uh, you can't fail to have a good night. The Fallen Leaves gig, they are yeah. they are a superb band. Oh, great! Well, of course, and just to mention that they've got their regular residency back. Uh, you know, it's at the Hope and Anchor, um, and this is sort of every couple of months, isn't it? Yeah, every couple Saturday of months. Evening, the Hope and Anchor, legendary venue, and um, their next one is on the twenty second of July, and that's. Um, there's a band supporting them who I, I really like uh, called the SD5, and I'm looking forward to seeing them. I've never seen them play live, but they I've uh, got hold of their EP. It's called Out of Hand in Metroland, and this is a track from it. This is the SD5, and I told you so. <laughs>
And that was SD5, and I told you so, and that's from their mini-album or EP, sort of, I don't know what you would call it these days, it's um, Out of Hand in Metroland, the great band. They're very influenced, I think, by Graham Day and, and the Prisoners and that sort of stuff, but they've got a little their own take on it. And um, so they're playing with the Fallen Leaves on the 22nd of July at Hope and Anchor. So um, we look forward to seeing We'll be the there. And we will be there. We will. Yeah, down the front as usual. Down the front as usual. Yep. <laughs> so that'd be um, something to look forward to. So, Paul, you've been digging out your singles box, I see. I have. You've got this massive records on the floor, yeah. hundreds of seven inches all over the place, and you've just yeah. done a sort of lucky dip and picked out some a, a, a really great record, which completely threw me. I had no idea who this was when you played it at me. And, and tell us a little bit about this. It's um, a classic bit of vinyl that you've got here from 1967. Yeah, it's uh, John and Robin and the in crowd. Oh, right. Yeah, on Abnak Records. Yeah, uh, John and Robin were uh, uh, John Abnor Jr. and Robin Braga. Uh, John Abnor Jr., it was his dad's record label. Nothing like a bit of nepotism. Yeah, yeah, it was his dad's (laughs) record label. But um, I love this. I love this record. I love love the backing. It just sounds... It sounds so psychedelic. It, mm. you know, it's, it really sums up '67 for me. It's brilliant mm. backing. It's like mm. this is uh, this is a brilliant slice of uh, a '67 psychedelia. Let's hear it. Yeah, let's hear it. John and Robin and the In Crowd, lovely baby.
No, I love that. That's a great track. You know, that's that's a real find. I, I mean, I don't know. Have they got anything else out, or is it just like a one-off record? Or do you, is it one of those weird, one of our classic one-off? Well, they had they actually had quite a big hit in the states um, in also in nineteen sixty-seven, uh, which was uh, "Do It Again a Little Bit Slower." Oh, <laughs> I'm amazing that passed the US census, actually, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, maybe 67 was before the, before the right-wing before censorship we got, we got now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, no, it's a great, it's a great, great track, that. And um, oh, I love that backing vocals. That come yeah, in. yeah, it is beautiful. It's got it's sort of, yeah. sort of a gospel feel up to it, isn't it? It is a beautiful record. Yeah, good yeah. track, you know. Hmm. Oh, I've got a nice one. I, hmm. I like it. And um, so we, I think over the next few episodes, you're going to delve into your little box of tricks again and That's see what right. else you can drag out. And sorry, a bit of a crackly vinyl version there. No, you can't beat a bit of crackly vinyl, though. No, you can't beat it. I'm only stuff. 50 years old, Steve. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm surprised it's lasted yeah, so yeah. well. You know. The grooves are deep. They are. <laughs> but great track. Really love it. And so next up, um, I think we're going to play a track from The Jackets. Now, The Jackets are a great band from Switzerland who I first saw play from where? at Weirdsville from Switzerland. And this is a band I, you haven't seen play live yet, but I mean, I, I really want you to see them because they're a photographer's dream, you know. And I saw them at, at um, Weirdsville, which uh, what a surprise, where I find most of my bands recently is at, right. at Weirdsville. And then I saw them at Hipsville and they were just absolutely fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. One of the best live bands I've, I've seen recently over the past few years. And they have got a brand new single out. Um, on Voodoo Rhythm Records and this is called Be Myself.
was a jacket and be myself and that's been released by voodoo rhythm records on seven inch vinyl and uh, i said they're a great live band you try and catch them if you can um like i say you know you just gotta gotta see them there's just a three piece but there's so much energy um absolutely great to see live um and that's good stuff and next up we've got a another seven inch record it's all seven we're getting a bit old hat now with all these seven inches and all that all the vinyl coming out and don't know how we're going to put play them in the computer, you know. Transfer <laughs> <laughs> them all to uh, MPs. Maybe they should start building computers where you've got a Just little, put a sing- where, you, yeah. where you can where you can slip it in, like you used to be able to slip a, a CD in. I know you need you that know, nowadays. You slip it in oh, and so, play it. I know now you've got to digitise everything to put it I into know, the computer. I know. Oh, blimey, yeah. <laughs> right rig roll, isn't it? I know. Right, and another record label which specialises in vinyl releases is our good friend Ian at uh, Damaged Goods Records. And he produces some brilliant records. All you know, he's all coloured vinyl. He specialises in singles, one-offs, and that. And um, you know, he's got a great record out here by Duncan Reed and the Big Heads. Um, Duncan Reed used to be the bass player in the Boys, of course. Uh, he's got a great um, double A side, purple vinyl seven inch out, and it's a, it's a double A with um, "Come On Josephine" and "Bombs Away." And let's hear hear "Bombs Away" now. This is Duncan Reed and the Big Heads. A record of Bombs Away, which is out now on purple vinyl on damaged goods. Is he doing any gigs, Steve? Yes, he is. He's playing gigs now, and he's really. I, I met him recently actually at a, a David Apps uh, art exhibition, and then Gay Advert was there, so um, 
it was great to meet up with some of the uh, some of the great uh, rock legends, you know. And, um, well, we saw Duncan play at the uh, 12, 12 bar, didn't we? Yeah, that was a while ago. It was a great, yeah, a couple of years ago. Really that was a great, great gig, wasn't it? Oh, fantastic! You know, mm. and, and he was on good form, and he was really enthusiastic about his his new album, Bombs Away, mm. and it's a fantastic record. And that's a track the singles taken from from the album. But he, he was really excited about the new lineup. He's got a new, uh, you know, he's um, talking about a new lineup he's got at the moment, and he's doing some gigs. So check out his, his website because I think he's got a gig coming up quite soon. But he is touring quite a lot at the moment, and I said he's really excited about his new record. Great. It's nice to see someone really up for it, and um, I said that's a great bit of sort of uh, power pop that you know really the boys specialised in and what he does really well. And again, you've been digging out your um, vinyl, and this is a track we've been meaning to play for a hell of a long time. Um, you've got it over there, so a bit of a battered. Yes. Bit of a, oh, blimey, what's that? I know. This is uh, on Jamic Music. This is the original Jamaican label. Yeah. From 1975. It was released on Growl Nation Records here and it became a big hit uh, for Fred Locks. You can imagine why he's called Fred Locks. Yeah. Because he's got locks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so this, this, for me, is uh, one of the great, great reggae records from uh, 1975, and it's called Black Star Liners.
such a great single, isn't it? That is, I love that. That is a brilliant record, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a real classic of its times. Mm. You know, about black liberation. It's quite political, but you can, you can swing your hips to that. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> Definitely. So where did you used to get all your reggae? Well, I sp- it's strange, actually, because I, um, in the winter of 76, I went to Jamaica hmm. uh, for the one and only time. I went to Jamaica and um, it went record collecting. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, got a lot of records there. I just spent all the time in record shops in Montego Bay, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. I loved it there. Yeah. It was great. I was staying in a little place right in the centre of uh, Montego Bay, yeah. Hart Street. Oh, I was the only white face around, yeah. actually. <laughs> and people were lovely. It was great. Uh, Met a few musicians and um, travelled around Jamaica. It was it was a wonderful it was a wonderful time. I'll have to go back, but uh, this record certainly reminds me of my trip. Oh great! Did you ever see any of the reggae stars perform live or anything like that? Not over there, no, yeah. no. No, not over there. I only ever seen reggae stars perform over in <laughs> over here in the UK, you know, and, and as many of them have. Well, exactly. But, a lot of people play, came over and made more of a hit over here, didn't they, in, in the UK? Oh, and they were playing sort of big sold out venues and things like over well, here. Everybody but, came over yeah. here, didn't they? Yeah, everybody came over. Big Youth, yeah. Dennis Brown. Yeah, everybody came over, and uh, reggae became huge here in that yeah. period. And of course, Bob Marley was leading the leading yeah. the charge there. But uh, there was a lot of yeah. you know the the amount of reggae that was here in England. Uh, in the late 70s, mm. uh, in the mid to late 70s and early 80s, it was, it was amazing. And of course, that's that, right. uh, you know, we had our own reggae bands as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Aswad, Black mm. Slate, yeah. Steel Pass, they made some great records too. That's true. Mm. But that's a great record, I love it. And um, I said, it's a bit of a comedy name, isn't it, Fred Locks? But um, it, nothing comedy about the record at all, it's a, it's a classic. Black Star Line is one of the greatest reggae records ever made. Right and go wrong. 
and you've just heard the skids with of one skin um, now unless you've been living under a rock somewhere or for the past six months or so you can't but fail to have noticed that the skids have been touring um, I don't think I've ever known a, a sort of a band coming back together and getting such an amazing response you know I mean it, it's been absolutely phenomenal that the skids obviously they, they reform for their 40th anniversary and the first time they've ever really played outside Scotland I think with the um, since uh, Stuart Anderson passed away I think they've done a couple of gigs up in Scotland with this lineup but never played in in England and never toured the UK obviously never released any new records um, since they split up back in 81 I think it was so it's mm-hmm. um, but the demand and, and the reactions bit was absolutely phenomenal to this tour and um, you know, we we both saw the skids on the tour, and I think we both agree that I don't think I've ever I haven't been to many gigs with such a euphoric sort of um, atmosphere. Well, we had it. We d- we did a couple of great pieces on uh, in in the blog about uh, about the skids. Yes, indeed. Yeah, don't forget to check out the blog www.retromanblog.com, and you can see some fantastic photos uh, by Paul of the skids. Um, Old and new, because obviously you photographed the skids back in sort of seventy eight, seventy nine. Yeah, well, it, for me it was kind of um, it was a kind of going full circle in a way, mm. because um, I saw the skids first on a hot, sweaty night down at my local pub, the uh, Red Cow in Hammersmith. I used to yeah. cy- I used to cycle there. <laughs> take my put my camera in my pocket and just go and cycle there. I mean, there was all the punk bands played there at one time or another. The, the Jam, the the uh, Stranglers, they all played at the Red. You can always notice when you see a photograph of, of of a band playing at the Red Cow. You can always it's the same old wallpaper in the background. Oh yeah, you know? <laughs> but it was a small little hot, sweaty yeah. venue, and I saw this band. This this guy tipped me off about uh, this band, The Skids, and I went down to see them, and it was an amazing gig. I think they'd just signed to Virgin in 78, actually, when I yeah. went to see them. And uh, then um, uh, I just thought, God, who's this guitarist? He's amazing. Yeah. And as the gig progressed, Jobson was jumping up and down. They all stripped to the waist. I mean, I'll never forget that gig. It was wonderful. And then um, the next year, I've, I photographed them up in uh, Dunfermline, in the hometown, and next mm. to the Fourth Bridge, yeah. and got them on the front cover of Sounds magazine. That's right. The famous uh, cover. The, uh, yeah, it's yeah. famous front cover. It says Skid Row. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a good experience to go up to Scotland. It's the first time I've been up to Scotland to meet a Scottish band, and mm. it was a great experience for me and uh, to go up there and... At the end of last month, I went to see the um, Skids' final gig of the of their tour at their home in their hometown in Dunfermline. First time I'd been back up there for thirty eight years. Yeah, and it was it, a full circle. It, it was. This yeah. is the full circle, yeah. and it was truly an amazing gig. I can't yeah. tell you how amazing it was. It was yeah. just. It was mind blowing. I mean, they've got the Skids live are just superb. Yeah, and Jobson's a great front man. Yeah, uh, they've got Bill Simpson back yeah, on bass yeah. uh, and uh, uh, and on guitar. Of course, they got Bruce. They got Bruce Watson, who was in Big Country, and his son Jamie. Yeah, who's, who, who's, yeah. they're brilliant guitarists, yeah. and they both, you know, because father and son. I've never yes. seen a father and son duo before, but <laughs> they know each other so well yeah. and, and and just play guitars beautifully together. 
Oh, it was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. And, and, and the other thing about the Skids is they've got such great songs. Yes. Yeah. They, got, yeah, they play an hour and a half without any problem at all. If Jobson had the legs, <laughs> they could probably play two hours, you know. But uh, it, was, it was a truly amazing gig, and people were there from all over the country. In fact, from yeah. all over Europe. Yeah. I was in the town in the late afternoon, and there were so many people walking around in a Skids t-shirt. I was going, where are you from? Oh, Bedford, where are you from? Uh, Germany, where are you from? Denmark, yeah. where are you from? <laughs> Cornwall. Yeah, people, people arrived from all over town. It was yeah. it was really amazing. It was really, yeah. absolutely amazing. Oh, it was, wasn't it? It was mm. great to see them. For me, I was in probably, I don't know about a lot of fans, but I think there were probably a few people were like me were thinking after, without Stuart Adamson, how is he going to work? Because he was such an integral part of the, of, the, of the band. So I was in two minds whether to go, you know. It works. But it did work. And I'm so glad I went because, you know, I mean, they, they, did, it, they did it so well. I think they handled it so well. Like I said in the, in the review of the Roundhouse gig is that it wasn't maudlin. It wasn't over-sentimental. I mean, Richard Jobson obviously paid tribute to Stuart Adamson. There was a great bit of applause. But Bruce Watson was a perfect replacement because obviously he knew Stuart well, played, shared a stage with him with Big Country. They had a similar guitar sound. And Bruce's son, Jamie, again, was absolutely brilliant. So the two of them together, they did a fantastic job recreating Stuart's guitar sound. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't fault You couldn't fault it. There was, there's, and, and, and the great thing was, I think, is 99% of the fans embraced it as well. And they did, there was no comments about, oh, you know, they're not, the main, they're not the original or whatever. I think everybody just went for it and enjoyed it and took it for what it was. You know? And one, one, one of my favourite tracks is definitely The Olympian.
that was the Olympian. Um, what a great track. Oh, brilliant, wasn't it? Tremendous. I mean, the, the, you know, the set list that they play is, is, is inspiring, actually. Yeah. And, and the gig and the crowd are just mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, was, it was tremendous being down the front. Yeah. And taking photographs of, yeah. of that gig, you know, my hair stood up on ends. Yeah. Because I just realised this is a great band, you know. Yeah. I was almost in tears, quite frankly. Well, I think, very, I think very, very, very emotional. No, it actually. was. I think I saw them at the Roundhouse um, and I did a report on the Roundhouse. So you saw them in Southampton, yeah. in which we can see your fantastic photos of them live in Southampton. Um, and I think it, it was, there was, a, there was a real lump in the throat when they were playing into the valley and all that and those grown men sort of (laughs) you know and it was and I think just to see the band so happy and enjoying themselves playing with that energy I mean Richard Jobson he's still doing his so-called his dancing which you know his high kicks and all that it was amazing I you know I um, I woke up the next morning in my B&B having breakfast and uh, there was a chap called David and his wife um uh, also having breakfast, and he was a Skids fan from Northampton who'd yeah. um, who'd been to the gig the previous night, and we just spent the yeah. rest of the breakfast talking about the Skids. <laughs> Quite frankly, I said, "Oh, Richard Jobson will be down at the uh, the Fire Station Creative um, uh, Exhibition, yeah. uh, Scared to Dance Exhibition, yeah. uh, which he curated with Ronnie Gurr yeah. uh, at lunchtime. If you want to go down, so." Um, David went down there and, and got all this stuff signed by yeah. uh, by Richard, who was down there, and yeah. uh, um, I got some uh, I got some pictures of Richard at the exhibition uh, next to my photos, and uh, and then uh, Richard and I went for a little wander around town where I I we uh, recreated some of the pictures I took oh, back okay. with the band in <laughs> in, in 19, uh, oh. 1979. Oh, hopefully we'll get to see them on the blog. Soon, yeah, then. they'll be all be up on the blog. Yeah, check out the blog www.retromanblog.com for Paul's fantastic pictures of the skids old and new so you can compare some of the old pictures from 78 and uh, and also you can you can buy my uh, my skids mini book yes we've done a little feature on that as well uh, from uh, Hanging Around Books that's Ronnie Gurr the music journalist his, that's his um, publishing company oh, that's right it's a lovely little black and white book yep you can uh, check out the blog for links on how you can order the book and obviously check out skids.com for all the news on their, on the new album and their tour dates, which they're announcing already. So um, great stuff. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. And talking about your photos, you look, again, you've just been sent a, a new CD, which has got a one excellent photo on, of yours on the cover. Well, the Tell us yes. about this CD. Well, this CD is by Kazprodukt and it's called Black and Noir. I mean, this originally was um, was released uh, back in the in the mid eighties. This is a fantastic slice of French cold wave, Ooh. featuring spats on keyboards and Mona on guitar and vocals. And Mona's vocals are yeah, she's just great. something else. Yeah, Mona has got such a brilliant voice. And they've also reformed, and they're playing some gigs again. Oh, there you go. They really are. Well. They've been they've been playing gigs in France. And I'm uh, I, I really want to go over, and I've got to get in touch with Mona because I do want to go over and see them play. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they've been they've been uh, since they've been back together. They've been uh, they've been pretty popular back in France, and um, uh, they've been doing festivals over there. So, uh, but uh, I. 
yes, it's great to see this uh, record uh, being re-released because it's a classic, as I say, it's a classic cut of um, French Cold Wave and it's got three of my pictures inside of Casper, yeah. which I took in uh, in Paris back in uh, in 83 or 84, I think. Yeah, and, uh, great photos. Yeah, they're great pictures of uh, Spatz and Mona. And uh, I think we should play uh, this fantastic track called Electric. Electric by Kaz Product, uh, the great uh, with great vocals by uh, Mona Soyok and um, uh, keyboards by Spats. It's great stuff, you know. It's quite contemporary now, isn't it? Think about a lot of these bands that are sort of taking that post-punk and cold wave sound. I mean, uh, Savages. A lot of those bands are taking that 
that well, sort of thing. I mean, the, the influence and look of them and everything, aren't they? You know? Well, it is very interesting to see this has been re-released in London by Soul Jazz Records. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, obviously they think that there's a, there's a market for oh, yeah. it. And it is... I mean, it's 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 a real classic of its time, really. And uh, but Mona has such a, a singular voice. She's mm. she's a wonderful vocalist, mm. and she plays this amazing staccato guitar. She's mm. a great guitarist too. And yeah. to see them play live is is something else, actually. And she's lovely as well, isn't she? We met her in Paris. Yeah, she's. So I've known. Uh, I've known. I've yeah. known Mona for over thirty years now. I know she's a lovely person. And she was one of the last people to play at the Hammersmith Palace. She was. She was. She was the last night. Yeah, on the last night of the Hammersmith Palace, she played. It was two thousand and seven. She supported the fall. That's right. Yeah, yeah. amazing. So eh? Should we go down in these yeah, 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 well? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great. Oh, great. And right. Okay. Fantastic. I love it. And great photo as well. Um, now, next up, um, it talks about Damaged Goods Records, and another one of our favourite record companies is State Records. And uh, State Records has just released a brand new album by the Baron Four called Sylvaticus. And here's a great track, it's called I Don't Need You Anymore. <laughs>
Right, that was a Baron Four and a great track from their brand new album Sylvaticus, and that's a track called I Don't Need You Anymore. And uh, said so State Records are a great label. They they not only pre- release um, contemporary stuff, but they dig out these classic oldies as well, release them on vinyl, or they distribute them. And this is um, this was one that really stood out for me. And this is a song by Travis Pike and the Brattle Street East, and is is a fantastic piece of, of psych called Watch Out Woman. <laughs> Truly amazing that. I know, I've never heard that, of that, I've never that, even that, heard that, the name what, before. What a brilliant track that right. is. That's, I mean, that is that's that's wailing it. vocals, guitars, yeah. uh, backup vocals. Mm. Uh, it's an amazing record. What is yeah. it from 66? 66, yeah. God it's almighty. Sounds, yeah, it's, it's a quite an early one, isn't it? But it's, Travis Pike and the Brattle Street East. I mean, yeah. Brattle Street's in Boston. Well, they are. I mean, I, I, I never heard of them, so I contacted Maul. Um, at State Records and said, I don't know, can you send me some information? Because I've yeah. never heard of them. And he sent me a, a little bit of blurb about them. Um, it's quite interesting. And it's, it's similar to the to the track you played earlier, 
um, you know, the, the John and Rob and the In Crowd. We were right. talking about the nepotism. It was released on the right. on the Daddy's record label. Well, Travis Pike really was doing music for his dad's movies. So his dad was doing these sort of 60s movies. And I think it looked like um, Travis was writing the, the sort of soundtrack and groovy sort of uh, tracks to go along with, with the films. And um, one of the films apparently um, ended up on the bill with um, The Beat Was A Hard Day's Night. Um, and then he joined the... Uh, Karen on the Beach was him. He joined the US Navy. And when he was in Germany, he became famous in Hamburg and played at the, the Star club and he was known as teddy pike the twist and show sensation and he mm-hmm. and then fortunately had a car accident so um he um you know he went back to the to the u.s in in late 64 and then he his dad was doing some other movies and he he was writing these these great songs um and, and he had these weird names called um i love this one oedipus and his mothers <laughs> fantastic <laughs> that was fantastic and then he settled on the brattle street east and um, he was in a mixed race group called the Montclairs, who apparently um, they had to have they had to have their um, scene cut out of the movie because at the time they weren't allowed to. Show Wasn't acceptable in the yeah. South, right? Fantastic! I didn't know that. It's oh, that's scum, it? honestly. Can't Southern. believe it. You know, so they've they've been. Um, so apparently, Travis has actually been sticking up some of these his dad's films and music on on YouTube. So no, oh, great. Um, we'll have a look. And Mole's um, actually somehow got the rights to release this great single and it's all been um authorized by uh travis pike himself great and you can get it on uh, limited edition vinyl single from state it's records brilliant i can't wait i can't yeah. wait to get my copy oh well i hope stick so. it onto right. my yeah. my records out with my new <laughs> with my new needle <laughs> yeah or stylus that's great whatever it is <laughs> so don't forget check out state records fantastic record label um and, and that's travis pike and the Brattle Street East. So one band that we've championed on the blog and um, podcast is The Tours, and we've played a couple of tracks from their fantastic album of the year that never was, which was a reissue of the band's early singles from about 79, 80. Um, mostly demos that were sort of dug well. up, eight tracks. Yeah. They were all dug up from here, there and everywhere. And, of course, they did a classic, couple of classic singles, Language School and Taurus Information, and they were big John Peel favourites. Yeah. And they sadly... They split, split up. up. They split up early 1980, and then Ronnie Ronnie Mayer, who'd formed the band, um, uh, formed another band with a guy called John Holt called Dabiz, and they re-recorded uh, Ronnie's song "On the Beach," yep. and this is it.
great bit of power pop, you know, and you're, you've got the great single, classic vinyl single here that we're looking at. And uh, so the track was on, I mean, it didn't really stick out on the, on the demos album from the tours, but they've taken it and re-recorded it and given it a right kick, and it's a great record, isn't it? It know? is. Uh, it's absolutely superb record. And that was the only, al- the only single they released, was it? That was the that was, only... Yeah, it was the only single that Dub is yeah. ever released, yeah. And talking about tours... Do you remember a couple of years ago, I got, uh, we got a CD yeah. from uh, Mark Spears, who was the drummer in tours, who's now playing in a band called The Electric Shakes. Um, we played yeah. uh, a track off their uh, first album called The Electric Shakes, yeah. called Get Loose. That's right. That was a couple of years. Episode 19, we played that. Ah, is that right? Yeah, I think it's probably about the middle of 2015. Must be, yeah. Well, I got a new album from the Electric Shakes, which Mark sent me. Excellent. And uh, it's a great... uh, It's a great slice of uh, pretty hairy garage rock, quite Mm. frankly. It's uh, excellent. Mm. Excellent rock and roll. And uh, this track is called Shot Me Down.
Well, that was Shot Me Down from the Electric Shakes new album, Electro Hypnosis. That's fantastic, wasn't it? Really heavy stuff, that, you know. Not something that I would expect by a member of Tours. Well, there you go, you know. I mean, Tours was 30 odd years ago. Yeah. And Mark so. was 16 then. Yeah. And he's a bit older <laughs> yeah. now. You know, he's middle aged, but uh, yeah, there you go. It doesn't sound Not like all it. of us. <laughs> well, we're all teenagers at heart, exactly. you know, well. however old we are. But that, that that's, uh, you know, they describe themselves on, the, on their website as dirty, heavy, garage rock, and fussed up, psyched out, punk, blues, and roll. Well, there you go. There from, you go. From Bournemouth. From Bournemouth. Rock and roll. Yeah, rock and roll from Bournemouth. Fantastic. Which well, just goes to show you, rock and roll can come from anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. Just like tours came from Poole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, now the Electric Shakes uh, are from Bournemouth. Both Dorset, of course. Yeah. Dorset Rock. Yeah, Dorset Rock, the new new home of rock and roll. Absolutely. Well, this is, this is a great album, and I'd advise you all to go out and check their website, uh, which is theelectricshakes.bandcamp.com. And I met up with uh, Tommy, the drummer from Swedish band Stupidity, recently. He came over to, to the UK and had a nice evening with Tommy and his family. And uh, they've released a Greatest Hits album called Ten Years of Stupidity, which is a great title. And it's on Go Fast Records. And it's sort of a collection of um, tracks from all their albums and a, sort of a couple of singles as well. It's uh, well worth getting hold of. And here's a track from the album, and this is uh, Stupidity, and this is called City Boy.
great track by Stupidity called City Boy, taken from their brand new 10 Years of Stupidity Greatest Hits. And um, they're a great band. When you took some really good pictures of them live up in Camden at the Unicorn, we saw them a couple of years ago. Yeah, far-flung Camden, right out in the middle of nowhere for us, for for me, West Londoner, you know. know. Oh, I'd love to see them play a lot more. I mean, the gig we went to was was fantastic. They're a brilliant live band. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, they rock. Yeah, they were, they were, they were great and, and mm. lovely bunch of uh, of people as well, and especially Tommy Neva. And um, as I said, that was uh, it's a great track by Stupidity. And since we last met up, um, I went down to been to a couple of Weirdsville nights. It was always great. We've seen Gunquit and Empty Fish. Um, we even saw the Wilderbeasts and Shupa. Um, there's some, some great bands there. And in May, we went down to this year's Hipsville Gogo Weekender, and it was in Margate. Down at the Dreamland, they opened up the amusement arcade down there, and it was a fantastic weekend as always. We had the Rosillos playing, uh, headlining one night, and usual fantastic mix of international bands that uh, Alex, Mr. A, and um, Aid put together. They seem to scour the planet for these weird and wonderful bands from all over the place, don't they? Amazing. <laughs> from Japan to um, Brazil, mm. we've seen, as I said, jackets from Switzerland. They just pick these great international bands and. Two bands that really hit me were actually Mexican bands. Um, Viv and the Sect and Los Sustos really stood out for me, and I think a lot of people that were there. Um, so we're going to hear two tracks. First up, we've got Viv and the Sect and No Room for Two. And then we'll hear a track by uh, Los Sustos. But first of all, here's Viv and the Sect. <laughs> Wait! 
great slice of Mexican garage rock from two bands there you heard uh, first up was uh, Viv in the Sect and No Room for Two and then uh, you just heard Los Sustos and Calajera is that Paul? Is that, how's your um, Mexican? Callejera that's uh, exactly this is what I was trying to say you know badly but that's a track from uh, Los Sustos uh, brand new album Drunken Roll so uh, two great Mexican bands um, check them out they're, they're great guys as well and I said that was a, a nice surprise and another country that uh, is um, throwing up some some great sort of garage 60 style rock and roll. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, yeah, Mexico is uh, is a place that really loves its rock and roll, yeah. actually. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's been quite a few garage bands out of Mexico, mm. none of which I've ever seen. No. A really few of the records which I have, quite mm. frankly. The Zero is a good punk band. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, these these sound excellent. Yeah. I'm glad right. to see that uh, you know, garage rock is is alive and well in in Mexico. Yeah, great, and uh, uh, that, that was great stuff. So check them out. See, si. viva Mexico, <laughs> viva Mexico. Okay, put the tequila away. You. <laughs> right, and um, we've got a great uh, exclusive now from the Galileo Seven. Now, their new album is going to be called Tear Your Minds Wide Open, and uh, this is going to be released on Damaged Goods, first time they've released a record by the band. And here's, as I said, an exclusive track called Mystery Train.
was a great exclusive track uh, called Mystery Train from the Galileo 7's forthcoming album Tear Your Minds Wide Open and that's going to be released on Damage Goods Records um, hopefully in the autumn time uh, so that's uh, a great uh, a great bit, a little bit of uh, psych yeah, pop from excellent. Can't wait for can't wait for the album, and they're always they're a superb band live. Oh yeah, as always, you know. And uh, so the new songs are great. So we've seen them play a few of them live over the past few gigs uh, that we've been at, and uh, so looking forward to the album. It's going to be a, a cracker. Viv swirling keyboards. Yes, we like a bit of Viv swirling keyboards. They're a great band, and, and of course Mole on drums. You know, he's really added a great. Uh, uh, sort of visual impact as well as the sound for, for, to the band and I think they're on top form at the moment um, Excellent And of course um, as we mentioned um, Alan Cropford being the singer-songwriter now in Galileo 7 um, he's in the Solar Flares um, who we touched on earlier at the beginning of the podcast um, and so just to remind everyone that our next Retroman blog night is going to be at the Water Rats in King's Cross and it's the Solar Flares reunion on October the 13th and they're really sort of getting together to do this show for us as a one-off to um, sort of promote the re-release of three of their albums on vinyl, again by Damage Goods Records. Um, so it's so great to see these albums finally out on, on vinyl. And I said, come along, we've got Graham Day, Alan Crockford, Wolf Howard and Parsley on the keyboards. And I said, we're looking forward to it. We've got Fallen Leaves in support. And we're really looking forward to seeing all of you down there. But I said, don't hang around for tickets. Oh, that's going to be a great night, isn't it? It's going to be a great night. Leave supporting the Solar Flares. I know, exactly. And uh, DJ uh, Lee Grimshaw from the Spin Out Show as well. So So thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget to check out uh, the blog, www.retromanblog.com. And you can uh, get links to all the bands that we've featured. You can uh, go to their stores, order all the records, and check out lots of great photos by Paul of the Skids and um, see reports on all the events and gigs that we've been to this year. So uh, thank you very much, Paul. Thank you, Steve. And uh, I hope our next podcast is going to be pretty soon because we've got to do a, we've got to do a 77 show, surely, haven't we? Oh yeah, we can do that, like 1977. I mean, I wasn't born then, but you know, you can guide me through some of the records that were released. I was. I was born, <laughs> I was born and going to gigs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I changed a bit. You know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So thanks, Paul. So thanks for listening, everybody, and um, we hope to see you at the Lem Price Three and Solar Flares Retroman Blog Night. So to play us out, um, here's a great instrumental by the Solar Flares, and this is Angel Interceptor. Sir, there's a multi-legged creature crawling on your shoulder.
tours. What did I say? You said the tours. Oh, they just toured. They're tours. Oh. Well, talking about the tours, uh, a couple of years ago. Do you told yeah. me off? <laughs> That's you. You, you told me off as saying no, the no, tours. No, you've been, you've been yeah. talking about <laughs> tours, not the tours. Right. That's it's like, you. You've been putting it in no, my it's brain. Like, it's like buzzcock. <laughs> yeah, the buzzcock is right. <laughs> yeah, talking of the tour. <laughs> <laughs> it just sticks in your brain, doesn't it? That's what I mean. It's natural to say the. Every band should be called the. <laughs> Oh, there's something, it's just a lot of hassle, isn't it? I mean, Ramon, the, it's got to be the Ramon, not yeah. just Ramon. Right. Okay. Talking of tours.